0: Hi, I'm Dina.
1: Hi, I'm Shannon.
0: Welcome to our new podcast.
1: Hold on. Allow us to
0: re-thrift-reduce ourselves.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Shannon.
0: And I'm Dina. You know that feeling when you score a great deal and want to share it with everyone you know? That's how a thrifter feels all the time.
1: We're two treasure hunting friends who proudly reply to compliments with, Thank you, it was thrifted far too often
0: and the only thing we love more than hunting for thrifted gems is growing and connecting with a secondhand community
1: we're here to share our secondhand life and style tips finds and stories
0: we hope you'll stay a while
1: Celebrating our 10th episode, Dina. How crazy is that, that we're already here? I'm so pumped. Happy thrift Thriftiversary. That's adorable. (laughs) I actually had somebody finally talk about our title, Re-Thrift-Reduce. I feel like nobody gets it.
0: Do you You had somebody talk
1: about it? Somebody finally talked about it and was like, that's awesome. I love it. Like She understood where it came
0: from. Oh, nice. Have we ever talked about where it came from? Not really, like a little bit, we talked a little bit about it on the blog, okay. but this would be the perfect time to re-thrift-reduce ourselves. Right? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, fun fact, the title is inspired by Jay-Z's Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself. Right. <laughs> and I always love to use thrift in words, thrift venture, thrift inspired, thrift reduce, and I thought okay, it's been 10 years of blogging about all sorts of stuff, secondhand shopping, style on the blog. And I was like, man, it's time to do something different. It's time to explore a new platform. It's time to just like shoot the breeze with Shannon and talk <laughs> about all sorts of things. And so we thought, hey, it's a good time to re reduce ourselves. Yes,
1: I love it. And you know, I like in my head, I just see you like talking to Dan or singing to Dan and him being like, oh, my God, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> He loves it. He loves good, the name. Good, good. That's great. I love it. It was going to be allow me to re-thrift reduce myself. Right. To stay true to Jay-Z's line. Right. But then, you know. You had to bring Beyonce on.
1: Holla. That's exactly <laughs>
0: what happened. <laughs> Bayhive. <laughs> yeah, so it's our 10th episode. And this is a great time for us to re-thrift reduce ourselves. If you are just jumping in or if you... You know, feel like you don't know us that well. We started off the season with just like a few random things about ourselves. Yeah, And you want to do it again? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. I have a
1: question for you. What's something you hate love? What do you mean? I mean, like, I love Cheetos, but then I hate that it leaves my fingers all,
0: you know, <laughs> Cheetorific, you know? And then it gets under your fingernails. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> the worst. It's the worst, but it, it's the best. Okay, what is something I hate? Love? Can it be love hate? I don't care. Uh, either one. Yeah. Okay, I love having snacks to watch Netflix. Uh huh. But I hate that I finish my snacks before I can select a show <laughs> on Netflix. This I is love like it.
1: a conundrum. I love it. Uh-huh. Is that the correct? I think so.
0: Phrase I hope. For, like mm. term for this. I think it is. It's always. Uh, just an issue I run into where I'm like, snacks, 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 snacks. I'm ready. And I got all my snacks ready for the show. And then we spend, what, 20 minutes trying to find something? Oh, I'm like, I'm so over it. And then if you sit around and wait to eat your snacks, you're like dying. You can't focus on selecting the show my favorite thing to
1: do is be like i have a snack right here so i guess i'm just gonna have to watch the office <laughs> i just <laughs> get it going so true. get it going because i have so a true. snack i know i'm gonna laugh and eat some good food yep yeah that's always
0: a safe option i've been doing that a lot lately Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. What is the most important thing you've learned while making this podcast? Ooh,
1: um, I thought it was going to be easy peasy. I thought it was just going to be us getting together every week and chatting, shooting the breeze, like you said, like we make it sound. And um, it is so, there's so much work behind all of it. So much work. I think the most important thing I've learned then is to prioritize your time, Mm -hmm. to make sure you can get all that work done, still have fun.
0: Uh, I agree. I think it ended up being a lot more of a learning process than I expected it to Mm -hmm. be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like when we were kids and you got a tape recorder out and you're like, okay, let's make a show and hit record. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But aside from that, what I really, really, really love doing is being able to talk through some of these topics, Mm -hmm. you know, with someone. It's different when you sit down and write it out in a blog post or you talk about it on your Instagram stories. But to be able to talk through it's just a different way of telling kind of the same story i've been telling for the last decade mm-hmm. on a new platform and in like in a new in a new way mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of fun i really really enjoy that me too Realizing that some people might jump right in to the season and not listen from the beginning, because I've been guilty of doing that before, uh, we thought we would do a quick segment recapping the last nine episodes in rapid fire.
1: Oh my God. I can't oh, that's you right. Just you said
0: hate that word shut <laughs> up. You know. I swear I forgot. <laughs> I swear I forgot that you hate when I say rapid fire. Oh, I swear you're just trying to trigger me. <laughs> trigger, triggered, triggered
1: that's funny oh okay go take my thrift away you know what my favorite part of that is of episode one your song that you came up with god that oh. just set our whole season up for amazingness
0: one two three take my thrift away Hey. <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> oh that just that's amazing episode two we won't thrift
1: You'll find out the things that Dean and Shannon won't thrift. Dun dun dun.
0: Bathing suits? Maybe. Maybe not. You'll find out. Episode three: The time Shannon proclaimed that 2019 is the year of thrift and that she was going to buy everything secondhand. <laughs> I need to listen to that episode again. <gasps> How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Buying a new house, dude. Like I,
1: I find not finding things at the thrift store. I'm probably going to buy it, and I'm feeling really
0: guilty about it. But we talked all about making lists. I know. I know. Putting things in specific categories, things you need now, things you can get later. I have lists. I have lots of lists, but they're all, like, in my Amazon cart
1: list. Okay. But I'm not purchasing them. They're, I'm thinking about it. Okay. If I did find it at a thrift store, I'd buy it in a second. Okay. But all right. I'm on the lookout.
0: Not judging you. I just don't feel as um, hardcore as I was in January. Well, that's that's a good thing. That's I mean that's an honest thing to say. You know, it's kind of like starting a diet in January. Come April, you're like,
1: hundred percent.
0: So you just need a little boost of inspiration. You need to get through this moving hump, and you'll be back into it.
1: I need the thrift guys to shine down on me and all these lists I have in my Amazon
0: cart, and I just start finding them at that thrift store yeah well and I think part of it too is that you haven't had time to thrift right so you're like you have all these things on your list you have all these things on your mind but it's like you haven't had the time to right. go out and do it and even so. if I found it right now I have nowhere to put it so yeah. I'm just feeling like in a
1: box right now but soon soon a couple weeks yeah just press pause on all shopping that I I really haven't bought anything yeah. I just have a lot of Amazon cart list that's making me um nervous burning a hole in your pocket wait what <laughs> Pocket or hand? Pocket. (laughs) Like you don't want the credit card or or the money to fall through your pocket,
0: so you might as well spend it. Or your hand, because the money's in your hand. Oh, dang. That's, ouch. It's a straight, foreign (laughs) thing that I just said.
1: (laughs) Sound like my parents. 100%, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, dang. Dina, what was your favorite thing about episode four? Excuse me, you thrift where?
0: That's when we talked all about non-traditional thrifting methods and I talked about the bins and how I shop at the bins, Mm -hmm. aka Mm -hmm. Goodwill Outlet. Episode five, Follow the Yellow Thrift Road. That's my favorite title that we've had so far. That was a frugal shopper's guide to splurging and like how we splurge, when we splurge, when we don't. Find out Dina and Shannon's splurge limit in episode five, Follow the Yellow Thrift Road. Episode six. My favorite episode. That's when we got pretty serious on the podcast. We took a turn to serious town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So episode six is when we talked all about plus size thrifting, body positivity, how to dress for your body. Yeah. We were both so passionate. I think we both brought
1: great perspectives to the table and we had a great discussion. Episode seven. Can Thriftspiration make you a better thrifter? Spoiler. Yes. That was a great episode. That's when we found out about uh, Toddler Chic. <laughs>
0: you got to listen to that episode to understand what Toddler Chic is. Yeah, because all that makes no sense. If yeah, it randomly. sounds kind of weird right now. <laughs> It's fun. It's worth it. <laughs> episode 8, The Power of a Thrift Wishlist.
1: Oh, such a great episode, and um, it got me going with my lists again.
0: Yeah, I was really surprised by the feedback we got from that one. Yeah. And people were really inspired to um, create wishlists, kind of prioritize their their um, thrift items. And on that note, I want to mention that I have a downloadable thrift wishlist template that you can use. And it's just fun. If you like making lists and you like crossing things off your list, download it. uh, Just sign up for our mailing list and we'll send it to you and you can use it. And it really, really helps. I mean, it's basically how how I prioritize things in my mind and then I just put it on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually had a coworker come up to me and she was so excited telling me
1: about how um, everything in her life she makes lists for and she doesn't understand why she never made a list for the thrift store before. Yeah, So she's really excited to have that list now and have that
0: mindset when she goes to the thrift store. That's awesome. And then episode nine, Inside the Mind of a Thrifter. That's when we answered all of your frequently asked questions. And I'm sure there's more, so continue to send them in. And here we are, episode 10, Happy adversary. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. We're introducing, in honor of our 10th, episode, a new segment called dun, dun, dun. Grateful Grump. This is Shannon's special segment. I don't know what she's about to say. <laughs> All I know is that it's called The Grateful Grump. Go. So we
1: always talk about how I am an impatient thrifter, which cracks me up because I never realized. I'm, I'm so grumpy about things, but at the same time, I'm really a grateful person, but I can fall into these like pitfalls kind of thing, like, you know, life, and and you end up getting grumpy sometimes. So the other day, I stopped myself in my tracks, because I tend to like to just kind of fly into that grumpy spot and just sit there for a while. And I was getting myself all worked up about moving, all worked up about buying a house. And I stopped myself and I was like, dude you wanted to do this your whole life like you're finally here you need to stop and be grateful and stop worrying about things that you have no control over so my grateful grump for this week is to pull yourself out of whatever situation you're in and be grateful for every little thing that you have even if you're so grumpy that you have to just say i'm grateful i have food in my cupboards i'm grateful i have a roof over my head i'm grateful that i have the ability to go and buy this house my gratefulness this week we had to go back to school from spring break and i was having a really hard time with it and i was seeing how lucky i was because I'm walking through these halls and all these kids know me and we're having a great time and I'm able to like have this wonderful job and I just you got to stop and be grateful for things stop and be thankful no matter where you're at or
0: how closed in you feel you can pull yourself out that's great see I'm surprised because you tend to be pretty positive I tr- yeah that's me pulling myself out of it yeah that's good yeah yeah so you just kind of have to
1: like pause, slow down, mm-hmm. yeah. Realize what you have because yeah. a lot of times I will focus on something I don't have or something I don't want to go through. But you have to know you have to get go from A to B to get to you know C. Like you have to go through these these processes that you don't want to go through. And I'm I've just been having a really hard time with all these processes that I'm going through right now with this stupid house. And then, like, listen, to me. I'm saying stupid house, but it's like, I'm going to be the happiest person in the world when I have this house. Mm-hmm. And like, why am I being negative about it right now? You know, just because I have to go through this process. It's just part of life.
0: I know. It's so amazing how quickly we can turn something extremely positive yeah. and turn it upside down within minutes yeah you know like you've been talking about getting a house for as long as i've known you right and and it's so easy to just hang on to all of the stressful parts of it Mm -hmm. and it's it's great it's great that you're able to just kind of like slow down even if you have to like write it down, like mm-hmm. here are three things that I'm grateful about this process. Right, exactly. And sometimes you might even have to write down the things that are stressing you out, like the things that are making this positive experience a negative one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you just kind of write it down or say it out loud to someone, you're like, oh, I guess it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were talking about some issues you were having with your appliances and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, you know, kind of saying it out loud, you know, we we're like, walls can be repainted appliances can be purchased and sold at any time right it's not it's not a deal breaker it's not the end of the world exactly but in that moment you're like all i can think about right now is like this debacle with the appliances right right exactly and it's just exactly it's not the end of the world in five years from now, am I even gonna care? Yeah, it's like yeah. the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, you have an amazing job. You're fortunate to have this opportunity to buy a house. You know, you have support, all of that stuff. Right. But yeah, it's easy to get stuck in that in that hole, right, man. Right. And I feel like I
1: I um, don't let people know that I have that negative outlook because I'm constantly trying to tell people and myself to stay positive. But it happens, yeah. and I get there. All often, I have to pull myself out. Often, and I'm hoping that the more positivity I have and I put out there, the less grump I'm gonna have. You know, so hopefully this is gonna, you know, move into that thrift store waiting cashier line at the end. Cause, <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find a grateful grump about that. I'm gonna let you know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know in the future. It's the season for sales. In this episode, we're going to be discussing garage sales how to find them, how to navigate them, and how to find the best deal.
0: Yeah, so Shannon's thrifting roots started in garage sales. So she's going to teach us a few things because I am not nearly as good at uh, garage sales as Shannon is. I beg to differ. <laughs> But before we start, we thought we'd help make sense of all of the different bargain shopping terms out there by going through a bargain shopping glossary. That's fun, because there's some things on here that I don't know. Bargain Terms 101, that's what we're going to do. All right, let's start with some of the more obvious ones, garage sales, yard sales. Garage sales are my favorite
1: because they're in a garage. I like them for the seller and the buyer. My favorite thing is if you are having a garage sale, you can keep the garage door down until you are ready to start your sale. Where if you have a yard sale, people will start coming before it's even time, before you're even prepared. Um and then I like it as the buyer because then if it's raining or cold or anything, you can still go into their garage and feel like away from the elements, still find deals deals
0: deals. See, I never thought of that. Like if the if the weather is bad and I had plans on going to a garage sale, I usually won't go. Oh, okay. But, you know, I do kind of prefer yard sales because I can see things from the street in my car and I'd be like, (laughs) stop my car and like try to go run to find something Mm -hmm. that I spotted. So what's a tag sale, Dina? I have no idea. Okay. So a tag sale is a sale that's usually managed by a professional. So it's usually in someone's home and they've hired somebody to, um, kind of manage that sale for them and price everything for them and it's the difference between a tag sale and an estate sale is that usually in an estate sale it's everything in the home and typically that person probably passed away and their family is kind of managing that sale for them alongside a company like a professional but a tag sale it could be that somebody is downsizing or they're moving and not everything is on sale uh but they usually have like a professional helping them. Oh, that's interesting. I always assumed they were kind of the same thing. Yeah, and I think some areas use them interchangeably. Um, and I was also reading that uh, I don't know if you live out west or um, in the south. I don't know if a lot of people use that term. I, I read that tag sales are more popular in like the Midwest and Northeast. Oh,
1: okay, interesting.
0: So we'll see if they're if they're kind of the the, the same in other areas. I know you and I have been to an estate sale together before. I love estate sales. It's pretty fun to yeah. go through
1: somebody's entire house and pick things and
0: they're awesome, know. especially if you love vintage and antique stuff. I mean, you can really find some one of a kind gems. Yeah. The, you know when estate sales get weird is when the family's there. So the family should not be in the home when an estate <laughs> sale or even when a tag sale is being is taking place.
1: That benefited us that one time. <laughs> we got a lot of really cool stuff because we knew the girl that was
0: there. Well, are you talking about in Stowe? Yeah. Oh no, I'm talking about. Remember when we worked together back in the day and somebody's relative had died. And they were having an estate sale, so she like told everybody at work to come. But the, but the guy's daughter was in the home. Oh, so they, <laughs> they hired a professional to manage the estate sale, uh-huh. and then the family member was still there. And you're not supposed to be there because it's like it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to part with these, you know, belongings. Right. And so every time I picked something up, she would follow me around. Yes. She would tell me the story, and it, it was really was, awkward. It was weird. Yeah. And she kept like. Like, charge she wanted to charge me like crazy amounts of money? And I understand because it's like these things were special to her. Yes. but I'm like, this is exactly why you should not be in the house. Yes, one hundred percent, I agree with you. I did get a really cool pasta maker. I uh, still do use still it. you still have it? it? It's like a $50 pasta because It's really cool. I do. It's in great condition. That's the time I got that teal typewriter. Oh, yeah. That's that sale. That's yeah. when she was following me around. That's she was right. following me around when I was holding that typewriter. Yeah. I'm I do remember that. It was awkward. So dumb. But I it was worth it in the end because I got some cool stuff. Yeah, but I kind of like, I don't want the typewriter anymore, but then I have a hard time getting rid of it and... It's just how, Do you remember how much you paid for oh, it? Oh, I paid $40 for that. Oh. No, no, no I paid $30 for that That's thing. still a lot. That's I a was, lot of money. I was, remember, I was into some weird stuff. Yeah, in like the yeah. Mid, like, no, that wasn't mid-2000s. It was like 2013. Yeah, it was fun. I was into some weird stuff. I mean, it's just, what you were into fun, quirky things. Junk. I love it. I was into
1: junk. Yeah, that's my life. <laughs> All right, so what's a rummage sale? A rummage sale, um, typically you go to these at uh, churches. I always go to church rummage sales. Well, not lately, but when I was growing up, I'd go to them often with my grandma. And it's basically everybody brings their stuff. So think of a church, all the members at a church, and how many people can bring in their own Mm -hmm. junk to sell. And so you're in this giant room going around to different bins and buying things. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're full of junk. You just never know. Yeah. And a lot of times rummage sales will benefit wherever they are. So like it'll be a benefit for the church. So whatever sold the money profits the
0: church. It's kind of like a family garage sale in, in like a church basement. Uh, what about a flea market? So a flea market is just a, usually an open air market, sometimes indoor, where a group of vendors come to sell their stuff. You know, obviously, m- most people know what a flea market is, but I wanted to add it to the list because the term flea market has kind of shifted over the last like 10 years or so. Yeah. With the the, the way that they operate now, they're more kind of handmade, maker-type Flea markets, whereas like growing up, remember we go to flea markets? Oh, yeah. I remember I I remember they they would be like homemade stuff in the way of like leather.
1: But then there'd also be like my palm was red while I was there. Yeah. But then you could also
0: buy like um, an old wheel or something like it's just random. Yeah. It was stuff. Yeah. Flea markets have completely changed over the last couple of decades. Yeah. Uh, I remember going to some like big indoor weird flea market and buying, remember when Tommy Girl was really popular? Oh my gosh, yes! And I got like a knockoff Tommy Girl keychain. Oh, so it, it was just like
1: garbage. I need to ask you this: Was this flea market off Arlington Road? Know <laughs> exactly what. Because that's the one about, I'm talking about that I went to where I got my palm red. <laughs> I think this one was in Kent or Venna, oh, okay, one of the two. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I was there with like my aunt, and it, it was like an old Hills, yeah.
0: River Hills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so flea markets are a lot more trendier and um, cooler. Like craft, like crafty. crafty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're great. I like them. They're, um, I think one thing that kind of frustrates old school flea market people, like I had a couple co-workers who were like, I don't understand how flea markets are so expensive uh-huh. now. Because I mean, totally they're different. not cheap. They're no. definitely not cheap. No, it's more like you go to a flea market today to support your local vendors. Exactly. Yep. That's the perfect way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're not going to get away with, you know, buying something for five bucks. No, this is not a thrift store. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, so along the same lines, what's an antique mall? Um, you know,
1: I've only been to one and I remember it was like, my friend and I were in high school and the coolest thing we could do to drive an hour away was to go to an antique mall (laughs) and it was so boring, but I'm looking, I mean, I was young. It's just a bunch of old, old items to purchase that are really expensive. And they're vendors. You have to be into it. Yeah. They're vendors, right? Yeah. Yeah they don't really get me going no me either it's like it's something you see when you're on a road trip and you're just like oh another antique mall oh i'm still in ohio okay yeah and then west virginia and And then then, (laughs) finally you get to the south and you really don't see it anymore it doesn't seem (laughs) yeah what's a community sale
0: uh it's basically when a, a neighborhood gets together and hosts a sale all at the same time has your community done that yet or like your new neighborhood
1: Not that I know of, at least. Okay, I've done it a couple times, like growing up, but I've never done it as an adult. What's it like to participate in one? I remember loving it when I was a kid because my cousin and I had to figure out what kind of stuff we were going to get rid of so we can make enough money to get a trampoline. That was our jam. That that okay, that's a
0: great purchase.
1: Oh, it was awesome, and we did. We he like had to get rid of a lot of his like He Man and wrestlers, and I had to get rid (laughs) of like a lot of my. I think I sold some music and some clothes, maybe, but I remember he made more money than I did, but he like we shared the purchase of the trampoline. And so you got it. Heck yeah, dude, it was best summer ever. We had so much
0: fun. I'm really impressed. Like you guys were actually pretty smart about your purchase. Oh yeah, yeah. Dina, tell
1: me about a clothing swap. I've never been to one.
0: Okay, so clothing swaps are becoming more and more popular now. But it's basically like Uh, a group of people who bring their gently used clothing and you drop them off and then you get to take clothing for free. That's great. You basically, you swap your clothes. That's really cool. Yeah. And so some of them are more relaxed than others. Some of them say, hey, no limit to what you can bring. Um, Some of them limit... The types of items that you can bring, some you actually have to pay for. Like you pay like an entrance fee, like 10 or $5, oh. and then you get a certain amount of clothes in return. Interesting. They're really cool. And sometimes people just host them like as friends, as like a group of friends will just get together and everybody will bring a bag. That sounds like a blast. I feel like our communities should get together more often and do things like that. Yeah. And if you're a reseller... If you're not going to clothing swaps, you are seriously missing out. Oh,
1: I bet. Because it's
0: 100% profit. Yeah. And (laughs) especially like things that you're not able to sell, you can get rid of without feeling guilty about it. Yeah, You take your death pile of things that aren't (laughs) selling and you go and you pick up a few things that – you can sell and even if you sell them for not you know even if you sell them for for kind of cheap you're still 100 percent profit yeah that's great i love it so what's the difference between a community sale and a multi-family sale is there a difference i i kind of always get a little grumpy about it uh, really oh, here we go because you go and there's always somebody oh
1: that tag means you have to pay that person and then you have to go find that person True. But he's not here so i can't change the price on that so it gets in problems with haggling And I don't know, I always get, if they don't have it together and have it like really worked out, I always get annoyed with it.
0: Okay. So that's the difference then. The difference between a community sale and a multifamily sale is that the multifamily sale is happening in the same place. Yes. All of the families come to one location. Yes. Whereas community sale... Everybody is at their own spot. Mm-hmm. They're all in different locations. Right. That is such a great point, Shannon, about the multifamily sale. Like, well, I don't know who has changed oh. for this. This isn't mine. I can't tell you. Right. I don't know. Right. I'm like, it's a dollar. Just take it and exactly. give it to your neighbor. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> like, if I
1: ever had, like, I always think if I ever had a sale with you or anything, it would just be like, you can make my decision for me. Like, I'm selling this. It says 50 cents on it. If somebody says 25 cents, oh my God, yes. Give me a break. You're like, like, I'll just take it. Give you the 25 cents <laughs> out of my bucket A 100%. Money. <laughs> yeah, like, give me a break. Oh, it, this gets on my nerves.
0: It's not that serious. Bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's an auction? Have you ever been to an auction? I have not. Really? It's too rich for my blood. Same. Like, I, when I think of an
1: auction, I think of maybe community auctions we've been to, like support nonprofit. But I've literally, I, the,
0: all I think of is like Gilmore Girls. Like, I can't afford that. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. <laughs> well, so... Auction sales usually, again, happen in like estate type sales. So it could be like somebody passed away and they have like some really, really expensive antiques and then they would hire a professional to come and you would auction off. Like you would bid on, instead of buying the item outright, you would bid on the item. It's literally pointless for us after $8. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You're like, I can't get this piano for $8. This- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, so what about salvage? What does it mean when you say this item went to salvage? Um, If I have a
1: bunch of clothes that I've really worn out, have holes in them, um, but I don't want to just throw them in the trash, uh, we can put it in a bag, give it to Goodwill, and mark it salvage, and then they can recycle it for us, which is great. Yes. I love it. It's so much better
0: than throwing in the garbage. It really is. Then um, what's consignment? So that's an obvious one. Uh, That's when you go to a consignment store and you can either shop just outright or you can take your stuff and they will, if they accept it, they will leave it in the store. And then if it sells, you get a small profit.
1: Do you ever consign? I used to, and then I got bored with it. I don't like checking in with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have to check in to see, like, has the stuff su- su- sold? And then if it hasn't, you have to go pick it up. True. I don't know. You're like, I just want to be done with this. It's a, l- it's a lot of work, but it, that sounds pathetic when you can, like, make money off of it.
0: I have never, ever consigned. Really? Never. I
1: used to do it with Jerry's, um,
0: and I've done it before with a place in Kaga Falls. Mm-hmm. I shop at consignment stores, mm-hmm. but I don't – and I sell my clothes to, like – Plato's closet and things like that where I yeah. get my cash right then and there exactly. but as far as leaving it there I've never ever done that. Yeah. It's cool because a lot of places will donate your stuff if you
1: say mm-hmm. donate it afterwards they'll donate to a uh, batter woman shelter which is really right. nice. Um so that's nice. And then if you do go to that place often you'll have like a credit which is always fun. Mm-hmm. If you go in and they're like you have a $23 credit you're like, "Okay, free that's money." That's pretty cool. Which is
0: nice. Yeah. I I need to get into it again because it is it's easy way to sell stuff. Well you reminded me of something when you said that if your consigned items don't sell a lot of them will donate Uh, The items, So uh, clothing swaps will do that, too. So whatever's left over at a clothing swap, which is usually a lot of stuff, they will either partner with an organization and donate them there or or, um, like a battered women's shelter or Goodwill or something like that. That's really cool. What's a thrift haul? (laughs) (laughs) So this is a fairly new-ish term in the age of the Internet, but it's basically when people buy a bunch of stuff and they show you what they got. Yeah. Check out my
1: thrift haul. Yeah. Always lots and lots of fun things to get jealous over. (laughs) I always get jealous. Like, oh, you're so lucky that you found that.
0: I love them because it inspires people to go thrift. It's true. It does. Mm -hmm. I think on one hand, we have to be careful because uh, I think a lot of shopping and thrift hauls can, I don't know, perpetuate like this... Uh, culture of just like excess like shop 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 yeah look what I bought look what I bought look what I bought that's true so you have to find a I try to find a balance between like hey guys all I ever do is go shopping and spend money (laughs) and I also want to inspire but finding the line between that and I also want to show you so I can inspire you that's true all right we're gonna jump right into the meat of today's episode Garage sales 101 with Shannon. (laughs) So, I mentioned earlier, Shannon's thrifting roots started with garage sales before thrift stores, right? Yes. So, you talked a little bit about this in episode one about why you were, um, like, how you got started with garage and yard sales. So, remind us.
1: Um, It's funny because I think I talked a lot about when I was living with my Aunt Chrissy and we went out yard selling a lot. But I was thinking the other day, when I was little, I had so many cool toys, and I forgot that most of them were from yard sales. My grandma used to go yard sailing every Saturday. Often she'd go with like a coworker, or I think sometimes she'd go with my aunt. But I had like this amazing huge Barbie dollhouse, and she got it at a yard sale. So I think it's like even you know like earlier than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like
0: before you could even remember.
1: Right, and yeah. I and I love I love that that is. Um, that that that's my story. That, like, I love that. Like, I totally forgot about my grandma. Don't say that. Grandma will not be happy. Well, she won't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get her to listen to podcasts before. She
0: was so annoyed. Not to mine, but just any. Because she's too busy watching all her British shows. I think so. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Shannon. Let's get into it. Tell me your strategy for finding a garage sale. Okay. A lot of times, like if I'm if I'm serious
1: about it, I look on Craigslist. Little newspapers, so not like the Akron Beacon Journal, but like a town newspaper usually has some good yard sales in it. So if you're planning on going to, say, Monroe Falls, you can find their little newspaper and look like at where the their yard sales are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that I don't really use but is available is Facebook yard sale groups. Did you know about that? I've never looked at that before, like that you can find yard sales through the groups. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I belong
0: to a couple, like Akron and then Summit County. Oh, okay. oh And then Chicago Falls has one, too. I'm going to
1: have to like sign up for those if I want to get serious about yard sales this summer because I think that's a really good resource, especially everybody's always on Facebook, so you know they're probably posting
0: more often on there where it's free or on Craigslist where it's free rather than a newspaper where you have to pay for it. Uh, so my sister was just telling me the other day that she belongs to some of these, not necessarily like garage sale groups, but like community groups, like, you know, Akron community and it's just news about the Akron Uh area and so people will post their garage sales like preview of their garage sales in these these groups so then you can kind of see like Lots of kids' items or lots of board games or something like that. And then that way you can kind of filter through. That's, yeah. how, that's what she, my sister said she does. So, like, if she, they'll actually take pictures of the things that they're selling. Uh-huh. And then, like, one time this lady had posted, um, like, a preview of her garage sale. And she posted, like, some strollers and all sorts of baby stuff. So my sister, like, was on it. She went there as <laughs> soon as they opened. Uh-huh. But she was like, had she posted things that I wasn't really interested in, that way she knew she could save time and not go to that one. Right, right. Right. Yeah, that's really smart. I love that idea.
1: Other ways that you can find yard sales are garage sale websites. I've never used these websites, um, but you can try them out. And I'm thinking about trying them out this summer. One's called Garage Sale Finder. Another one's called Yard Sale Search. And another one is Garage Sale Map. I know there's also... Apps that you can use. So you just have to look and see which ones are still around. I know they come and go. And then, you know, good old fashioned drive around uh, an area. So, say you just want to stay in your neighborhood and you're like, hey, I don't mind going to a couple yard sales today. Drive around that morning, find some yard sale signs, and kind of go on an adventure. I always love doing that.
0: Okay, so you've given us a bunch of really great resources. Walk me through your process. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. You wake up, you've got nothing on your calendar. You've got garage sailing on your mind. Tell me what you do after you call me. (laughs) If I'm going
1: garage sailing, I definitely already have a plan. Because, like, if that's my plan for Saturday, you need to be up early. You need to be ready to go. And this is if you want to find the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, the day before, I always like to see, okay, where are these yard sales going to be? Kind of map out where I want to go. Um, So... I can kind of go in a circle and come back to my house
0: mm-hmm.
1: and map out the time frame. So if I only want to go out for a couple hours, I need to make sure I'm, you know, I'm I'm not going too far away from my house. And then you got to go early. If you, But if you go, there is, I mean, there's like a strategy to going early because then you get you know, earlier bird gets the worm kind of thing. So if you're looking for very specific things that you think other people may be looking for too, you're going to find it. But if you go later, you get deals, deals, deals because people want to get that crap out of their house because they don't want to take it all to Goodwill tomorrow. True. So it just depends on like what kind of mood you're in. Mm-hmm. If you're in a carefree, don't really care what you find today, not really looking for anything specific, go later in the afternoon, you're going to get a better deal. Yeah. But if you're looking for a love seat, you know mm-hmm. and you really need it you, you need to get out there early in the morning so you can put your name
0: on that and then come back later with a truck you know yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so true yeah so it all kind of depends on like what you're looking for how badly you need the item yeah um yeah because you are look when we've gone together you're like we got to go early oh yeah i yeah you have to if you're gonna go
1: you got to go just get get it moving see what kind of cool stuff you get to find and um yeah i'm, a, I'm an early bird kind of thing when it comes to these sales
0: a lot of garage sales in our area start on Friday, which I actually kind of hate. Me too. Uh, like, I always I always see the signs, and it's like, okay, starts on Friday at 9, and I see it on my way to work on a Friday morning, and then I'm like, yeah, what's the point of even going on Saturday morning? Everything's going to be gone. Right. Is that true? I think they're wasting their time on a Friday. I don't know. I
1: think that there's still going to be plenty of stuff left over on a Saturday morning because I don't think that many people are out there
0: on Friday. Yeah, I always that always, like makes me nervous. I'm like, "Uh, what's the point of even going? It's like they want to have a two day, but they don't want to have it on Sunday. It seems like that's what it is, you know? Yeah, I am really curious. If you've ever had a garage sale start on a Friday, has it been effective for you? I never have. Like every time I've ever had a garage sale, which really isn't that many times, I've always started it on a Saturday. Yeah,
1: start and finish on a Saturday.
0: Like, oh, it, not even do it on a Sunday. No, I think too many people are like not really thinking about yard sales on
1: a Sunday. Like, if you really are diehard and need to have it two days, have it two Saturdays in a row.
0: Really, that's my. That's just my two cents. That's that's good. That's a good tip. <laughs> I never thought of that. Are there any garage sales that you will not go to? If I've already devoted my day to garage selling, you need to
1: just go to everyone. You never know what you're going to find. I mean, I'm still guilty of walking past garage sales, but then there's also been times where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go up here. I know there's nothing for me. And then you find this weird little thing in a box that you would have never saw from the street. Like, it's just 100% you have to have the philosophy of not judging a book by its cover (laughs) with yard sales. Like you just cannot because you never know what you're going to find. Like you're not going to see a cute little ring or a cute little bracelet from the street. You're just not. Mm -hmm. So you have to go up. And I mean, oftentimes, you know how I am. I get all weird if I don't buy things from people. And you're always like, Shannon, who cares? But I'm always like, oh, I feel so bad. Like not buying things and walking away. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Like I always, you're just like, who cares, Shannon? They're just here. Every single person that walks up to this person's yard sale isn't going to buy something and i always feel like i have to
0: give him like a quarter just for like smiling or something i don't know oh so you feel obligated to buy
1: something i do but but you've made me feel way better about it like when we go to our all-day yard sale and i like we are going to literally 100 yard sales that day like you can't buy something in every single place and i'm always like oh i feel bad
0: oh no i don't care it gets awkward and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, see ya. Yeah, it's my money. Right, like, right. You yeah. just, that's just part of the process. You yeah. just know that some people are not going to be into your stuff or not into your prices. Right. Okay, I have a side question. Uh oh. Do you drink the lemonade if they have lemonade? <laughs> you mean if it's free? No, well, they're free or you have to pay like 25 cents. Oh, for it. um,. Typically not. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little weird about it. I feel bad for the kids, but uh, I feel a little weird. Yeah, I always, I don't think I've ever, have we ever purchased, I feel like. Yes, we, we did. Remember we got the fancy lemonade? Oh, oh yeah. Akron. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was really sweet. Yeah. But a lot of times they have water bottles now.
0: Yeah, you know. I'm cool with that.
1: But you're right. That's a good question. Because, yeah, you don't know how they made, or like if those kids
0: wash their hands. <laughs> So wrong. (sighs) Okay, so are there any specific neighborhoods that are always, always on your list? Um, You know, it's funny because I know a couple times we've gone
1: to specific neighborhoods because they're fancy, but... I wouldn't say that they're my best my best yard sales. A lot of times their prices are too expensive mm-hmm. or their stuff just really isn't that great or it's like things that I already have. I don't know, like the like just because a house is big doesn't mean you're going to find a great deal or a neighborhood's fancy doesn't mean you're going to yeah. find a great item. So, no, not really. Like the except for the big giant yard sale where is that seville Mm -hmm. the big like that like that's a pretty cool one just because the whole city or town or whatever yeah
0: that's definitely a must see yeah and that's just like a different ball
1: game like that's the only one in the united states right aren't they like guinness book of world records like yard sale i
0: think i don't know about all that but i think they're pretty big yeah yeah (laughs) Okay, next question. What are some garage sale staples? You know how we've talked about before that there are certain things at the thrift store that you see all the time or that we are always recommending people find or go buy at the thrift store. Are there any garage sale staples? The garage sale staples that I see are not recommendations. Like,
1: I'm thinking, like, you always see VHS tapes. You always see, like weird Christmas decorations. <laughs> it's like true. stuff that like people are wanting to get rid of, but for whatever reason, feel bad about donating it to Goodwill because that's what they're going to do at the end of the day anyway. So some junk, I guess, is what I'm saying, are a staple. But other things like if you're moving, you should definitely go to the y- go to yard sales, garage sales, because you're going to find kitchen items that you need for pretty cheap. People are always willing to make a good deal with you that you'll probably find better deals than at the thrift store, um, like you can find a whole set of dishes or a whole mm-hmm. set of glasses, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. utensils, mm-hmm. you know. So kitchen items I feel like are a staple. I think that also big furniture is definitely a staple. Like you'll see it like a big cabinet or a big dining room table that somebody decided they wanted, you know. And they don't um, want to really lug a lot of that stuff to exactly. donation centers. Yeah. And then, like they put that on the person to come in and get it. But then you
0: also get a really good deal typically. Side note, did you know that? The Habitat for Humanity, the Restore store, they pick up your furniture from your curb. No, I didn't know that. I found out that. That's really cool. I found really that cool. out the other day at a class I was teaching. Oh, that's cool. What else? Are there any other th- garage sale staples that we should be on the lookout for? I'm always on the lookout for things that I love that I have a hard time finding at the thrift store, like Fiesta
1: Ware. So like very specific Brands. Yes, because I think that thrift stores and Goodwills know how good that stuff is, mm-hmm. and they figure out a way to sell in a different market. But... People, like, you know, are just like, oh, I decided I didn't like Fiesta wear anymore. Or I decided I didn't like Pyrex anymore. Yeah, And yeah, they're yeah. just trying to get rid of it. They're just trying to get it out of their house. They don't care, you know, that it's a brand that people are into.
0: Yeah, that's that's very true. Or like, yeah, like very specific brands of things or like maybe some specific games or. yeah um, I also feel like toys might be a garage sale staple. Toys and little kids clothes. Yeah. Always. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kids clothing is huge because. They're just trying to get rid of the yeah. size their kid doesn't fit into anymore, which is nice because you, a lot of times you can get clothes, people will be like a quarter per outfit. Yeah. You yeah. know.
0: What about electronics? Do you feel like that's a garage sale staple? Like forget the, you know, dated VHS players and yeah. weird things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe. Like I feel like I've always seen like a coffee maker or something. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Definitely yeah. holiday items. That's oh, a huge staple. Yeah. yeah.
0: I agree with that one.
1: So how often do you go? Well, when I was hardcore, we went every single Saturday, Mm -hmm. no matter what. So it was like every Saturday in the summer was yard sale. er, Every Saturday in the winter was thrift store, period. So today in my real life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say maybe once a month. I really don't go as often as I used to. But I would... I would like to go more often, and I think I will go more often this summer because I actually am going to be looking for certain things for Mm -hmm, the house. Like mm -hmm. it's a different – I finally have more room, a different environment. Yeah, I plan on really going more often this summer.
0: Yeah. So if you had an open afternoon and you had the option to choose from uh, a garage sale or a thrift store, which one would you go to first? A garage sale.
1: Why? Better deals. Yeah. Better deals, and you have no idea what you're going to find. Well, I can't say you have no idea what you're going to find. You don't know what you're going to find at either one. But I know that if I find something, I can actually talk through the purchase with someone and maybe get
0: this $5 item for $2. So that's a great segue. Tell me your magical ways of haggling. Oh, I swear it's not that magical. (laughs) All right,
1: so... Haggling with people at a yard sale is really simple. They're ready for it. They know that that's coming. It's part of the sale. For me, when I decide how hard I'm going to haggle with somebody, it depends on it depends on the item. Like if I know that I need a certain item, I'm probably not going to ask very much off like Mm -hmm. uh, because if I see something and I know in my heart this item has to go home with me I'm not gonna say you're not gonna lowball that exactly I'm not gonna lowball them I'm just gonna maybe ask for a dollar off okay Mm -hmm. but if it's something that I'm like eh I really want this but I don't care if I walk away without it then I'm definitely gonna lowball them so if it's five bucks I'm gonna be like maybe two dollars or one dollar it depends like if it's a stuffed animal or something I'm probably gonna say like a dollar and just see where it gets me because you know these parents are like get this
0: doll out of my house yeah. and this kid's just selling it you know you just never know so this is interesting to me because you said you <laughs> feel awkward and obligated to buy things and you feel all like uncomfortable yeah like, oh, i feel bad i feel i feel like i need to buy something yeah but then you don't feel uncomfortable haggling like that doesn't make any sense oh to me. i totally feel
1: uncomfortable haggling i just like put a different hat on. I'm just like, okay, I'm never going to see this person again. I can do this. And if I can walk away and say I paid a dollar for this, that I'm a champion. And if I walk champion. away and I can't bring this thing with me, oh, well, not a big deal. Like the bottom line, what always gets me through it is I'm never going to see this person again. I'm never going to see this person again. Like I have to say that to myself to get through.
0: Because you put on like tough guy approach. You're like, no. You are not paying two dollars for that. Yeah, give, it, give this to me. Yeah, grab it out. Of I my, do. Snatch it out of my I hand, do. and you go up there, and you're like fifty cents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you know what's funny is that this is the exact same way I acted at a car dealership. Like I turn into a different person, but I just you just like I don't you turn know, it I, on. I I just turn it on, and it's really weird. Like I get this weird attitude, but. It's what it's like the mask I have to put on to make it happen. Because if not, I am a bit of a timid person and I have a hard time. But like I just have this like deals, deals, deals mask. (laughs) And I can do it. And it depends on the person too. Like, you got to know how to talk to people because some people don't like the tough guy approach. Yeah. And you have to be a little bit more like, can you do this? Like, is this going to work? But then other people, you know, you have to turn that on to make it happen. You just have to read the person.
0: Okay. So then when they refuse all offers, I just walk away. How do you wrap up that conversation? Oh, just be like, oh, okay. That's okay. And you put it down right in front of them and you walk away. (laughs) burn
1: yeah (laughs) remember remember last year at Seville Uh the guy with all like the toys in his front yard and he was like not having any of our haggling yeah and later we walked by and we're like hmm interesting that stuff's still there
0: Could have, could have bought it. We would have bought it for our price, but not yours. Yeah, I was having a hard time at that place because they had hella toys and he was not budget. He like knew what he had. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 we'll give you $5 for that $10 item. Yeah. But still,
1: he, his prices were too high. He, he annoyed me. So how much money do you take with you? Um, typically sixty bucks. Wow! I know it's a lot, but you just never know what you're gonna find. I rarely spend twenty. Yeah. But just in case, because I've been somewhere where I didn't have enough money, and it makes you crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just like I'm not gonna spend sixty dollars unless you know uh, we'll be talking all week about something if I spend sixty dollars. <laughs> all oh week, my all like the rest of your life. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What? what how much do you, do you usually bring when we go? uh maybe maybe 40 okay yeah i don't think i've ever brought
0: 60 yeah
1: I, it used to be like the 80 when you go to the atm and like the biggest amount was like 60 bucks i think that's why it's always, yeah and then
0: like i've always stuck to it yeah no yeah i'll probably grab like 40 um, i do
1: remember us having checkbooks with us before though did we ever write a check at a thrift or mm. i mean have we ever written a check at a yard sale
0: i feel uh, like it's possible I don't know. God, in the early days.
1: That would be really funny. I feel like it's happened. I don't know. I can't remember, though. Dude, do people Venmo at garage sales now? I wonder. I know my grandma
0: used to write checks at garage sales back in the day. That was the 80s. If somebody accepted Venmo at a garage sale, I would just, I'd be like, give me everything. Give me all your junk. I'll buy it it all right now. I know. Because you are so innovative. I think that people should. I bet a millennial
1: would accept Venmo. Why not? I would do it. Me too. That's really cool.
0: I mean, right here, right now. Yeah, give you me get your to money. see it. I, I'd be like, yeah. ching,
1: ching. All right, we're good. Bye. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. like a simple way of doing it. I know. People could be like, okay, we're having a yard sale. And if we Venmo, you get 10% off or something like that. You know what I'm I saying? Heck yeah, man. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Because then you get a bunch of younger people who
0: yeah. never have cash.
1: Yep, yep. Because I feel like... Th- that's, that is a deterrent for me. If I don't feel like going to the ATM and getting cash, I kind of just will be like, oh, I guess I can't go.
0: So this is a good reminder for me to carry some cash around throughout the garage sale season. Yes. Because a problem I run into all the time, and, and, and really honestly, it's one of the main reasons why I don't go to garage sales as much as I would like to. I'll be driving through on a beautiful day and I see bam, 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 garage sale, garage sale. And I'm like, no cash. Yeah. Like an ATM is out of the way. Yep. So I'm just going to try to keep like 20 bucks with me. You should keep it in your car. Like 20 emergency yard sale money. <laughs> emergency. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. So tell me about the logistics, because again, this is another deterrent for me. Logistics can be a little annoying, like parking or like the big community-wide ones. I love them, but I never know like where to park. Like, just tell me, like, logistics. What should I wear? What should I bring? Where should I park? Okay. Number one, you have to be comfortable. Wear the
1: most comfortable shoes you have. I've gone yard sailing with people before, and they end up with, like, blisters afterward. And True. And it's like, what? Be prepared to be ugly. Like, who cares what you look like? You just need to be comfortable. So if that means you have,
0: <laughs> <I said ugly. laughs>
1: like, no makeup on, you know, a hat to keep your head from being burned because we've totally had that happen oh, to us remember Where our head, my head was like my scalp was being burned you need to have water with you yeah, or I be never prepared bring that. to buy water cuz you yeah. know somebody will be selling it um, even have a snack with you if you don't want to purchase things or like stop to go to lunch. I mean, who doesn't love a good all day friend time, yard sailing, so much fun. go to lunch. Yeah, come back. But if you just want to keep deals, deals, deals in your mind, like have a snack. Yeah, yeah, have it. Have it with you. Just be on um, a mission. The easiest way to do that is have a backpack. And, and with your backpack, you can have like a water and a snack in there. And then even put some reusable bags in your backpack in case you go ham and you just, like, you know, need more. Because it's like once you have things in your hand, that means you can't look at the stuff as easily. So you need to have hands-free. So if that means a fanny pack, um, a crossbody (laughs) purse, or my favorite is a backpack. Um, But be prepared for the backpack. Your back will get sweaty. But, I mean... You got you to gotta go through some stuff to get the deals.
0: See, these are the small details that I neglect. And then it ends up making my garage sale experience a miserable one. Because I forget the reusable bags and you've got a bunch of junk in yes, your hands. And yes. your car is like two miles down the road. Yes. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Or it's true. It's awful. Yeah. Like you start to put a bunch of stuff in your cross-body bag. And then you're like lopsided because your bag is so heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then or, and then you get dehydrated and you're just over it. Like... A garage sale experience for me can turn grumpy, like, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. If you're not prepared. Yeah, and I think a big thing, like, with
1: the giant yard sale we go to, that one's hard. You just, like, park anywhere you can find parking because it's so crazy. But if you go to, like, a community yard sale – Typically, what you want to do is park and then go up and down that street and then go around the corner to the other side, park again, and then go around that. Yeah, because then you could put, like, your purchases in the car, and it's a lot easier, and you feel bogged down if you have too many things. Or, like, say – I remember one time we bought a stool, and we had to carry the stool around Mm -hmm. all day with us, you know, so it was like that – kind of you want to be able to throw this stuff back in your car and walk around you and are a really good sport you always hold my stuff for me because oh, you know mind. i'm going to start complaining <laughs> i don't mind i don't mind and then um one of my best memories is us eating popsicles <laughs> <laughs> it was really hot yeah so if you can find somebody that's selling popsicles
0: you better buy one because they're amazing <laughs> they really are oh we it's, bought two i think sure did. I we bought one of <laughs> okay these are amazing tips what kind of advice would you give to someone who has a very limited amount of time to go garage sailing so like you know how last week i think i think it was last week i talked about power thrifting trips and how i kind of knock those out on my lunch break in 20 minutes to an hour what would you say to someone who has that amount of time
1: if you know on saturday morning you have one hour i would say look on one of these things we've talked about craigslist facebook whatever and find a community yard sale that's not far from you park make a circle so you go through all of the houses and then come back to your car it'll
0: probably be about an hour and you could probably hit up like between 5 and 10 yard sales so how do you prioritize your time when you're at the actual garage sale or yard sale like You know how when I go to the thrift store, I'm able to kind of prioritize and navigate based Mm -hmm. on what I want or what I need. Is there like a strategy to kind of cut through the clutter at a garage sale? I mean, if you have a very specific item
1: you're looking for, yes. Like it's really easy to spot, like I said before, like a couch or a love seat. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so if you walk up, don't see it, just keep going. Like if you don't want the clutter of all the other little things that you can find, don't go deeper Mm -hmm. into the yard sale if... That you don't see a couch or a love seat right away. Um, Go to the next one or a chair or whatever big furniture. Like when you're looking for big things, it's really easy to prioritize. But smaller things, maybe you just have to cut some of the other
0: yard sales out if you're like have to go in and like look through boxes Mm -hmm. and things like that. You might, you know. It's gonna take up more time. Yeah. So really, just it's based on your, like the things that you're, Looking for specific things that you're looking for, specific things that you're interested in. Right. And then if it's smaller things, uh, account for more time. Right. Because you're, so cut back on the number of garage sales and instead focus more time on these smaller items. Yes. Mm -hmm. Last question I have for you is, because I struggle with this all the time. You know how sometimes when you're at like like an open air market, flea market type thing, and you say, like, let's go check out and see if other vendors have it, and if they don't, come back and get this. Yeah. Is that an effective strategy at a garage sale? (laughs) I would say no. If you
1: really want that item, buy it. Like, all I have to say to you is gumball machine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Quick history on the gumball machine. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, I was into some really weird stuff a few years back, just collecting weird things. And I was into gumball machines. I don't I'm like embarrassed to say this. Like, why? Okay. They were cute. They're stupid. Uh. Okay, so we were at the Seville yard sale. This guy had a gumball machine. He would not budge, he would not give it to me less than eight dollars. It was a big one, too. Yeah, it was cool. I understand why he didn't want to sell it for less than eight. And then I'm like, well, let's go see if other people have gumball machines. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, nobody had gumball machines. And it sold. Uh And it was gone. Yep. And we went back and Dina kind of cried for the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) I'm so glad it sold because I would have given up that gumball machine in like a year. I would have donated it. And you would have wasted $8. Eight whole dollars. And all of that mental stress. Of trying to get a good deal on a I, gumball machine. Wasn't gu- the gumball machine was like part of your collection? And yeah, you I was. Three. three. I was collecting. Yeah. you Because I, I know you gumball. had one. I was collecting gumball machines. Oh my God. So cute. I love it. Uh, I've come a long way. Ah. Well, this was really helpful, Shannon. Good. I'm so glad. I'm really excited about going yard sale What's the number one thing on your garage sale list right now? Furniture. What kind? I
1: don't know. I Once I get into my new house, I have to measure spots, but I already have spots picked out that I need furniture for. But right now I have nothing specific. I just know that I'm going to be on the, out, the lookout for furniture.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. What about
1: you? Uh,
0: I would say some kid stuff, like the piano. Yeah, yeah I yeah. talked about that in uh, the thrift wish list. Uh, <laughs> uh, the piano one, I really, really, really need a – drawer dresser like a three four drawer dresser oh i'm kind of on the lookout for that too because i want to get rid of my old ones because they're ugly yeah and i i honestly i don't want to spend more than twenty dollars on one yeah so we should I, have
1: a we should oh we should have a competition see who
0: finds the dresser first and okay the cheaper who gets the cheaper one okay but what if we're both at the same garage sale and we like are we gonna fist fight 100 okay let's fight all right well that wraps up today's episode if you go garage sale hopping this summer please tag us and show us what you find we'd love to see your new treasures
1: and last week we were talking about a goodwill tour that's going to be on next week's episode so stay tuned for our tour i hope you
0: have a great week thanks for listening to allow us to re-thrift reduce ourselves hosted by dina and shannon For episode show notes, photos, links, and more, go to dinasdays.com slash podcast. While you're there, sign up for our mailing list so you can get episode notifications sent directly to your email. You can also follow us on Instagram at rethriftreduce. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to share your recent thrift finds with us, email us at rethriftreduce at gmail.com. Did you miss all that? That's okay, because it's all linked in the episode description in your podcast app. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.